0: Hey friend, you're listening to Whole Heart with Monica C. Guidry, a place where you can discover your purpose, your passion, and a place to get tips to get zest for your life back. Keep listening every Monday and Thursday, new uploads and tons of laughs right here. Welcome back to another edition of Whole Heart with Monica C. Guidry. I am so glad that you've joined in us to uh, hear us again. This is part two from last week when we were with Dr. Celeste. We were talking about orgasms, the big O, and why some women are not uh, achieving them as as much as other women and just breaking down the stigmatisms about surrounding orgasms Mm -hmm. so um, since this is part two if you listen to part one then you know what we're going to be talking about this part if you have not just stop right now (laughs) go back and listen to part one so that you can catch up to what we're talking about now so without further ado let's welcome dr celeste holbrook to wholeheart
1: hey dr celeste how are you Hi, Monica. Thanks for having me back. I'm so excited to continue our conversation about orgasm. All right, so we're going to jump right into it. So, part one, you were left off right at telling
0: us about the different stages of mm-hmm. of orgasms.
1: Yeah. So, there's something called a sexual response cycle, which um, I'm going to describe to you. It's a combination of Masters and Johnson work as well as Kaplan's work, and there's basically five stages. Um, for sexual experiences. And not everybody experiences them the same way, but we're going to generalize a little bit. This is generally how people experience sex. So the first stage is desire. So that's like, I want to want to get aroused. Like I want to get aroused. So desire for sex. Um, Second stage is when you're like actually in uh, the bedroom or wherever you're going to have sex and your body and your brain are starting to kick into like yeah, like this feels good. I want more of this. And you're, maybe you're getting an erection or your, your vulva is getting blood flow. It's getting puffy or lubricated possibly. Um, and so that's like the arousal phase of sex where we're, um, we're making out, we're grinding, maybe we're taking off clothes, maybe we're touching each other all over, you know, that's the, that's the arousal phase and typically the longest phase Mm -hmm. of the sexual response cycle. Um, And so then you get into what we call the plateau phase. So when you're having sex, um, if you experience orgasm, here's where things have to happen at the same rhythm and consistency and pressure. In order for you to reach orgasm. So I know you're kind of thinking about like your own sexual experience, like, oh, yeah, there's this moment where, you know, <laughs> like that's where you might say, do not stop, right? Right. Keep going right there, right there. Right. Yeah. yeah. Do not do anything different right now. <laughs> um, So that's what we call plateau. I'm <laughs> so mad when you need to like
0: adjust or do something like different. It's like, no, no, no. Go back to what you were doing before. Like, what
1: are you doing? Like, do not move. Go back go back to that what you were doing yes that's exactly right that's for sure the plateau phase when you when you need things to happen in the same way for a little bit <laughs> before you reach orgasm and and penis owners are the same way like you know if you watch them masturbate or if you, you watch them um when they are having sex with you yeah. there's like a certain moment where like things have to have the same rhythm and the same consistency right yeah um and so then after that you there's a climax or orgasm which we talked about last week is the involuntary contraction of the pelvic floor muscles mm-hmm. and then the fifth stage is what we call refractory period refractory. which refractory yeah which is just the like the the come down essentially pun intended um <laughs> yes yes exactly so um, penises need need a little bit longer refractory period time because they have to go you know completely flaccid in order to get erect again um and so you know their refractory period can sometimes be long like days Um, but vulvas don't necessarily need a full, like to go fully unerect. The, the clitoris can actually go into a small refractory period and then come back up into orgasm again, which is why vulva owners can often experience more than one orgasm or climax at a time. Um, simply because the refractory period is not as long for vulva owners. And so, um, you know, it's just helpful to see the different phases of your sexual experience right. so you can kind of understand like, oh, now I understand like when I get to this part and things, I want things to continue to happen in the same rhythm and consistency. Um, that an orgasm is often on the other side of that phase. So when we're teaching women and vulva owners how to experience orgasm, we first start with, can you identify the different parts of your sexual response cycle? Like maybe you are getting closer than you whether you think you are simply because it doesn't maybe feel like it looks on TV or it doesn't you know, feel like you think it's supposed to feel, but you're actually going through all of those Cycle, you know all of those stages, yeah.
0: So just basically paying paying attention to your 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 body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. That's that's really good. Okay. Okay. So those are the different phases. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, you. I had a thought when you were when you were speaking, and I'm 42, almost 43. I'll be 43 next week, and um, I don't know what I was
1: thinking. I, I get that. <laughs> I totally get that. Well, you know, maybe it'll come back to you. And, and while you're kind of thinking of it, um, one of the things that we talked about last time that we can kind of dig into in depth this time is that when we show people the sexual response cycle and we ask them what your favorite part is, the majority of people say, um, and we're going to be more specific this time, the arousal plus plateau phase, yeah. like that plateau. And so you were kind of talking about uh, last time you know you have a little bit of a shorter runway your your arousal is short and you're you get to plateau pretty quickly yeah. which is totally okay right and sometimes we find judgment for ourselves um that that i, mean, I don't think you have judgment for yourself but sometimes we have judgment there yeah good good for you i love that <laughs> for not maybe not even um how short it is but how long your runway is so i have a lot of women who come into the practice and say yeah, I can, I can experience orgasm, but it takes me so long. Okay. Yes. Uh, Yeah. Right. And so uh, my question always back is what constitutes long, Mm. right? Because we're kind of judging it based on maybe our partner's ability to have an orgasm Mm -hmm. when in reality, like it's, it, it just is, there's no long or short. It just is, you know? Um, and if it takes you a long time, that's great. That's fine. If it takes somebody a short time, that's great. And that's fine. It's just your, just like if you're tall or short or fat or, or skinny or whatever it is, it's just fine. It just is. It's not, it's not, there's no reason to judge, judge that. But the reason we do judge it is because for the vast majority of time, the people who wrote and researched about what is quote unquote normal sex were, you know, heterosexual white men. And so we have this like normal quote unquote normal sexuality or normal amount of time it takes to get an orgasm or normal libido that's based on a very small but vocal or in the, you know, back in the early 1900s, um, people who thought that they would, you know, just tell us what normal sexuality was based on their own lived experiences versus, right. um, you know, making it generalizable or studying the whole entirety of the population. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's so yeah. good. This is so much information, guys. Listen, um, you know, I only have a little bit of time left, maybe five more minutes with Dr. Celeste, but I, I just want to take a moment just to interject that, once she's gone off of my show, you still can reach out to her and contact her for your, you know, private, um, I don't know if you call them sessions or different things like that. I don't know yep. what you call it. Private okay. sessions. You can definitely look her up. She's also on Instagram as well, which is how I found her. Yay. She's got awesome reels, <laughs> awesome like videos that she posts out there every day. And I'm always cracking up. She's very down to earth. So if you're out of place, and you're just saying you want to learn more. You want more information. Please feel free to reach out to Dr. Celeste Holbrook, and she'll get you squared away. I know that for a fact. So mm. um, I, I know that we have to wrap things up. What are what are some of the takeaways that you want people to have about um, about this topic?
1: Yeah, so I think the first thing is just that your orgasm is yours. Um and to find to first figure out what you want to feel mm-hmm. in sex emotionally, because that can determine what you do in sex behaviorally. Like, how do you want to feel? Do you want to feel connected? Do you want to feel intimate? Do you want to feel wild, erotic, dominated, submissive, whatever it is, right? So focus on what you want to feel, and then you can start to integrate what you do in order to feel that way. So like, as far as orgasm goes, um, if it's historically a more difficult thing for you, um, maybe stick, take a step back and say like, okay, I really want to feel, you know, desired in sex or, or connected in sex. So then start to focus on the things that help you feel connected and you might be surprised at how much easier it is to reach that climax once you are getting your emotional needs met in sex. If, um, and so I think that's my first takeaway as far as um, helping you get there if you're struggling with orgasm, helping you get there. And the second one is just very practical. Like if you don't have a masturbation practice... And you want to experience orgasm? It's probably the time to, you know, deconstruct those negative feelings you might have about masturbation that you might have gotten from purity culture or society or whoever, um, and reestablish a compassionate, loving relationship with your own vulva. Um, in things like normalizing what your vulva looks like or what your vulva tastes like or smells like, it tastes like a vulva, and that is okay. it's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that, you know, um, and and. And doing those things can help you feel more comfortable with a masturbation practice, touching yourself, using a vibrator, you know, the things that might help you understand your body more so that you can have a little bit more pleasure and connection in your sexual experience.
0: That is so good. I was, you know what, you, you said something and it struck, uh, struck, struck a memory of something that I was reading. And that was about. Assisted orgasms and just Mm -hmm. maybe speaking with your partner. Also, I'm I'm not the expert, Dr. Celeste is, um, Mm -hmm. but speaking to your partner about possibly bringing something into the bedroom to help assist that. Mm -hmm. And most women, it's you know from what I've read and Dr. Celeste, you can back me up or you know tear down what I'm saying. (laughs) No, you're doing great. You know that a lot of women don't necessarily have inner orgasms. I don't know if that's what it's called, but like most of us experience orgasms via our, our clitoris. Yes. So just, you know, having that conversation with your, your partner about, you know, I like for you to pay more attention to that than versus. Yeah you know, expecting to have, is it called
1: an inner orgasm? I don't even know. Yeah. we uh, like a, like a uh, orgasm with penetration, penetration. Yeah, versus, yeah. But versus outer course or outer play. Yeah. And absolutely. You're 100% correct. Most women have their first and most of their orgasms through um, clitoral stimulation. And so starting there is absolutely the way to go and finishing there. Sure. <laughs> Start
0: and finish. <laughs> And then, and also, you know, taking taking um, responsibility for your orgasms, which is, you know, letting your partner maybe know, like if they, you know, are they achieve their orgasms a little quicker, you know, telling them to maybe take their time with you first, mm-hmm. you know, as a means of of getting there versus, you know, not because once the what did you call it when they're you know when oh the, refractory period when yeah refractory happens it's harder for them to you know you know get back up. So maybe yeah. taking care of you first uh, mm-hmm. is a conversation I have also. What, do
1: you, what yeah. would you say about that, Dr. Sims? Absolutely. Uh, she Comes First is a great book by Ian Kerner that it talks a lot about that. Really? And um, even if even if, you're, if you have a penis partner and and they come first, they still have hands and a mouth. So like they can help you get to where you want to be. Um, so definitely advocating for your own pleasure if you need to do that is um, is 100% worth it mm-hmm. and, and 100% your agency. So absolutely do it.
0: That is so good. Okay, this is a really good stopping point. But I'm like, man, I, I, I want to have you back and maybe talk about um, oral sex or something like I don't know. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk about that later. But that would be another topic to talk about, just because it's another thing that people are mm-hmm. like, should I, shouldn't I? You know. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll talk about that later, off 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 camera, off audio. And, but, <laughs> yeah. So. So we have to end this part two with Dr. Celeste Holbrook. But Dr. Celeste, can you tell the listeners how they can find you, your information and any information you have on, if you have workshops or anything like that coming up, um, how they can get in contact with you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you so much, Monica, for having me on. I really appreciate the opportunity for that people um, like you provide like safe places for people to talk about sex. So I really, I really do appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so you can find me at drcelestholbrook.com. That's a dr, drcelestholbrook.com, um, where you can book sessions. Um, we can talk for 30 minutes if you're just unsure if sex education consults are right for you, or you can book a whole hour long session um, if you're pretty sure that you know that's what you want to work on and then i always have you know courses going on g-spot stimulation and low job courses and all kinds of stuff going on so just keep you know get on the newsletter list so you can know what's going on there so yeah that's that's about it i also work for the velvet box here in fort worth and we uh, i partner with the velvet box to do a lot of education through their store as well so
0: bravo <laughs> thank you so much dr celeste again And thank you for listening, friends, to Whole Heart with Monica C. Guidry. Um, This is part two of season three. Can you believe that? This is season three of Whole Heart with Monica C. Guidry. I'm still plowing away, guys. So (laughs) thanks again for listening to me. Um, Hi, in South Africa, New Zealand, Australia, um, England, Ireland. uh, what are some other places that I just saw that we're, were tuning in? Wherever you are around the I world, tuning in. And I love you guys. And stay tuned for next time. Bye-bye.